Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Let's Talk Positions with your favorite top me and your favorite two bottoms. Those are the two. Uh, as here we al- go again. As always, we're your hosts. I'm Kenny. And we have Mr. Kyle. Hello, everyone. And we have Mr. Uh, apparently his name is Kenny, but we're going to call him John. <laughs> <laughs> um, hello, everybody. I am John, a.k.a. Sheree's Missing Storyline. all right everybody i would like to shout out uh two of my sisters jessica and kanisha one is from baton rouge one is from california they just recently started listening to the episode so i hope they continue to enjoy it uh my sister kanisha said that episode three was her first and we all know how that went (laughs) what a way to be introduced a Buick. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Well, shout out to Kyle's fam. Thank y'all for listening. Um, also, thank you to our audience. We have some people in the audience want to say thank you guys for um sitting here with us. As always, before we get started, I just want to, you know, ask these two bitches, how are you guys doing? John, how's your week been? My week has been pretty chill. I don't I've given up on work and it is what it is. So it's been a great week. How Not about giving up. Oh, yeah. Fuck that job. Oh, jeez. Well, how's your week? My week has not been bad at all. It was, you know, slightly irritating at the beginning, you know, Sunday and Monday, but it ended on a very good, very strong note. And I'm I'm not complaining. Okay. Sorry to hear that. <laughs> oh, well, Kenny, <laughs> how's your week going? Girls, I even talk about that bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> John, how about you just go and take us to these final positions because I don't have the time. Yes, it's time for final positions where we talk about and close the loop on stuff we talked about in previous episodes, specifically last week. So the first thing we're going to talk about is we had a couple of people send in their Renaissance rankings and thank you so much for sending those in. In the interest of time, we are not going through your full rankings because last week's episode was long as fuck. <laughs> so, we're just going to give out a few of the number ones that some people sent in. One of them was Pure Honey. One of them was my favorite, Cuff It. And the other one was Cal's favorite, Church Girl. Kenny, how does that make you feel that your favorite was not chosen as anyone else's number one? <laughs> you know what? I see I see. we're starting with the shade already. Okay, anyway, so I'm okay with that because unlike Beyonce, I can stand on my own, okay? She needs the help of... Blue Ivy. I can stand on my own. The same way Summer Renaissance can stand on his own. Okay? Love me some good church girl, because I'm a church girl. Um, love me some good pure honey, because I'm a gay fag. So, either way, <laughs> all of the number ones, to me, were amazing. Also love Cuff It. It's, it's a feel-good song. So, for me, I win either way, you know. If I had to listen to a playlist with just the number ones that the three of us and the audience that sent their name, then I'd be okay. I'd be like, Giselle, top 10 EP. You know, so yeah, I'm okay with that. Okay, that's that's good. And next, we are going to move. Oh wow, we're moving really fast today. And next, we are going. (laughs) 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 Next, we're going to move on to a story that people want to hear from Mr. Kyle. Kyle, do you mind sharing the full Buick story and that final (laughs) position that you were in? Okay, everybody, I'm a little drunk, so just stay with me. I told y'all how I was 17. I met the guy on BGC and he came down the street in a Buick. Oh, God. 
what you have to understand is this was not just like no regular Buick. It wasn't those 2004, you know, gold Buicks that everybody was riding in with their mom and their grandmother. <laughs> not, Shut I up, Kenny. <laughs> this was a Buick that was like in old school. It was on 22s. You know, I thought I was doing something. Bitch, originally I thought it was a cutlass. <laughs> well, imagine my surprise when I get into the car and I see that emblem on the steering wheel. Oh. Now, mind you, the seat is not that big in the back. I was a bit whorish, and we both were tall as hell. So when the time came, I literally had to shimmy down the seat. Shimmy? Shimmy down the seat, put my feet <laughs> on the ceiling. And raise my ass up. <laughs> I'm trying to picture it. Excuse me. I'm just <laughs> was it because just for me, I don't care about what anybody else say. Just for me, help me here. Did it have a, a, a um a center console, or you know, did it have one of those seats you could raise up? Yeah. Or it was the metal console was raised up. Mm, mm. Mm. That helps me with my visual. <laughs> it's me. It helps me. <laughs> my God, did it hurt? It did. It was uncomfortable as hell. When we talk about does it hurt, are we talking about the positioning or the dick? The dick. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> well, I, I would assume the position would hurt because you were 17. You know, we were all young and slender and, 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 and bendable, flexible. So, Girl, what you talking about? I was in Marsha Band. My muscles were sore every other day. I was in Marsha Band. I think that helped me. It helped me. Oh, girl. Well, I was about to name a location, but I ain't trying to go to hell. But just know it helped me. <laughs> <laughs> helped Kenneth, okay? My God. You're going to get a refund of that deposit. I probably. And and you know what? To be very honest with you, wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't even. I would just try to. <laughs> I'd be like, dog, I ain't mad at you. Huh. But yes, I painted and. Oh. oh. That started the <laughs> bottom <laughs> education for me. Don't let me out. <laughs> Oh, I was a man, bitch. She I was older. It. I wasn't. <laughs> when it comes to painting, for those of you who don't know, we'll get to that when we talk about our nonsense because it's coming. Figuratively, it's it's coming. I, I hope yeah. never again for me. Shit happens. Literally, shit happens. <laughs> I made sure that I was prepared every night after that. Mm. Well, well, some of us don't. Anyway, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, well, there goes for those of you who want the rest of the Buick story. There you go. Kyle was on. He was basically up the fuck side down. Spread Eagle. If you watch Chicago, you know Spread Eagle is a thing. So thank you for your Buick story. So go on, move us up into our nonsense, Mister Kyle. All right, it's time to let's top nonsense. Woo! Today we will be talking about dark room etiquette, sex party <laughs> etiquette. And how to do anal. Yes, this is my shit here. Sure is. I would, <laughs> <laughs> I would just like to say, unlike my co-hosts, <laughs> I am not very well versed in sex club, sex party scene. Uh-uh, bitch. Uh, uh, don't put my business I, out there like that. <laughs> I, I am more of a... Let's let's go to church type of gay, right? So, because that's where you have sex at. <laughs> oh, I remember that story. That's true. <laughs> Your Honor, <laughs> I feel like 
feel like the defense is trying to paint me in a certain light. We don't, I don't and, paint anything. And it's true. It's it's very true. Yes. Anyway, so yes. So I'm going to, so here's how we'll do this to educate the people. We'll just go one by one. Kyle, what is your definition? We'll do sex party. What's your definition of a sex party? My definition of a sex party is when we have more than three people in attendance. Raw sex is in play. Um, everybody's just having like you know a good naked grand old time. A grand old time. Okay, John, what to use a sex club? Um, a sex club is a building that you have to go to. It's not someone's home. And me, for me, the way I differentiate sex clubs and sex parties is sex parties are typically held in someone's home or residence. Sex clubs are like a building. Like a uh, like a commercial building or whatever, you pay to get in, kind of like the same as sex parties, but it's they have like amenities, I guess. Like I've been to one, the one in DC that has like the sex swing and the the nasty dark room that always smells like someone shitted and oh oh I hate those. I don't like sex clubs, but that is what a sex club is to me. Okay, so for me, a dark room could be. Um, Please don't say the place where you root for your friend in the dark. (laughs) (laughs) If your friends can't support you, then are you guys even really friends? I'm just saying. So for me, a a dark room is kind of like, it's it's not a sex club. I feel like a sex club, you know, as John said, like a commercial building, it would be reserved, like the whole building reserved for that. Whereas a dark room would be maybe every other place in the, every other room or area in a certain building is just maybe for congregating, maybe some dancing, some drinking, you know, whatever. Dark room would literally be just that one area is for the debauchery and the nastiness. I feel like when we talk about etiquette, Kyle brought up a good point. If you're in the dark room, right, <laughs> you want someone, for instance, a friend, to walk up behind you, let's say Kyle is plowing, a nice little bottom. Would you want someone to walk up behind you who knows you personally and scream out in the dark room, okay, Kyle? (laughs) (laughs) Y'all are some nasty bitches. Y'all are disgusting. (laughs) And to make it clear, they're not talking about me. We're not, we're actually, no, we're not talking about y'all, no. But y'all are nasty. (laughs) (laughs) It was a hypothetical scenario you know and, and and you know when it comes to etiquette you i mean yeah there may be people around watching and like you know basically saying you know take that dick or you know fucking hard or something whatever but um typically in a dark room you don't want someone <laughs> coming up to you with the spotlight uh a microphone <laughs> and, and giving you praise it's just not it's just not what happens you don't need the bravo camera's attention on you at that moment it, it okay yeah we're not bolo down up in this it's kind of like let me do it's a dark room so i'm in here in secrets shut the fuck up mind your business versus sex parties sometimes can be dark sometimes they can be you know lights on and and people fucking like you know different different scenarios different strokes for different folks same with sex clubs right so i think that would be one etiquette of dark room uh john what would be an etiquette for you in terms of the dark room sex club party scene you should always try to minimize conversation that is not about sex Uh especially in a dark room like don't come in loud don't come in saying i can't see nothing (laughs) don't come in saying i wasn't i wasn't i wasn't talking about that person i'm just saying (laughs) don't come in saying i can't see nothing (laughs) Don't come in saying what's going on because you can't see nothing. 
this is, you know, you feel your way around, you wait for your eyes to adjust to the darkness. Any conversation that's not about, se- all voices should not be above a whisper at best. Correct. Yeah. So I feel like, you know, speaking, same thing with a sex party, same thing in a sex club. You just shouldn't be having like loud conversations about things other than sex or loud conversations at all. Whisper it. Uh, don't ruin anyone else's vibe. I agree. So Kyle, what what to you would be some etiquette for these type of, let's say events? Okay. I would say that whether you are in any three of these events, please make sure that as a top, you are clean. As a bottom, mm. you are clean. Mm. As a top, as Kenny said earlier, you know, shit happens, especially if you are pounding away at a bottom. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Tops, please do not hit the bottoms if oh. they paint you. Have you seen that happen before? I've seen that happen before in NOLA boardroom. And it was horrible. Oh, my God. Okay. I wish they would. <laughs> Uh-uh, 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 uh-uh. I have seen uh-uh. that happen, and I was like, what the fuck? Also, not only don't hit the bottom, don't shame the bottom. Don't make right. a big deal out of it. And, you know, just, you can whisper in their ear and be like, hey, girl, it might be time for you to go home. Yeah, like, what I'm feeling was slippery. That's not that's not no kind of lube. That's not you. No, that's, yeah. It's time for you to go and put on your clothes and, and go home now. Immediately. Immediately. I don't mean tomorrow, or I don't mean in an hour. I, I like get up and go. So since we're talking about the etiquette and things of that nature, how about we teach someone how to do anal? We're not we're not gonna like show you physically, but we had a listener who says that she has been trying to do anal for the past few years and that it hurts it's not you know it's painful you know they can't even get the tip in like the moment the tip even begins to stretch anything she just like no so let's just and this can go for both men and women and non-binary holes okay anybody that has an anus that wants to be penetrated by an object exactly and we do mean objects because we know some of y'all nasty Um, (laughs) i've seen some of y'all dildos okay now look i saw one on twitter and i was like that should be illegal i mean bitches on twitter be shoving macbooks up their asses when i saw somebody put a pistol up their ass i wanted to shut twitter down for good because why is why is a why is a machine gun going in your ass why is a, a double barrel pistol up in your ass? I don't get it. Anyway. Come on, 1,000 so, Ways to Die. Okay. As Kyle mentioned, before you put anything up in there, let's talk about properly cleaning. Now, as the expert, I would like John to talk about <laughs> properly preparing before anything is inserted. Well, guys, sit down and listen up because this is a rare event for me talking about this. Normally, I talk about this on my OnlyFans, which you can subscribe to for $9.99 a month. (laughs) But to properly clean up, what you do is you have these things called fleet bottles, which are just enemas. You insert them into your anus. You squeeze the water. You hold the water inside of you until you feel like you have to shit. And then you release the water and whatever excrements comes out of your anus. Oh, excuse mm-hmm. me if I may um deter. Bottoms, the liquid that comes originally comes with that enema, pour it out. You're going to use lukewarm faucet water. If you want to, you can use it. Yeah. 
it doesn't draw y'all out? Well, typically you have to go more than one time. Right. Mm. Right. Yeah. So, and, and for those of you listening, also, everybody's body is different. So, like Kyle says, for some of y'all, the lukewarm water may work. We, I personally use the solution that's in the bottle. It works for me. Um, I do as well. Yeah, and so and, and and another way of everybody's body works differently is you may use it, and then you might have to go once, and you're ready to go. Others might have to go twice. Some people, which I've never heard, but it, you know, that's only a problem if you had like Mexican or something, might have to go three times or something. If you've ever, if, if any of our hetero people are listening to this, and they have no idea when the people in our community make memes that talking about the water's still brown, he's five minutes away and the water's still brown. <laughs> or he's, he's outside and the water's not clear. That is what we are talking about yep. when things <clears throat> of that so um that also leads to my point of have some grace for your bottom everybody's body is different because there are people clean out and their water is clear but there might be like some extra come out doing sex which might be clear it might just be you know leftover sleep left over. <clears throat> and also i would like to say um when i bottom and i'm using an enema in the bathroom you know that enema a uh, nozzle only goes so far in you. I do jumping jacks. Like I walk around, I do jumping jacks to make sure water and shit sloshes all in me. And I just keep going until that water is clear. And when it is clear and I still feel like they got something, you know, else in me, I still keep going like another four or five times. Yeah, and you know, I actually have a tip for that. If you still feel like there's something in you and you're not sure, what I sometimes do is I take one of my um, extra dildos and I and Kenny, no, don't look at me like that. Okay, because I'm about to say how many you got. (laughs) I take one of my extra ones and I put it inside of me to see if I, you know, just in case if I'm going to paint something, I'm going to paint that, and so I can see. Okay, I'm I'm good. I didn't paint this. I'm good. I don't need to keep fleeting anymore. Yeah, that's just a tip of something I do. (laughs) Kenny, stop looking at me like that. (laughs) I'm giving people tips that they normally have to pay for for free. (laughs) (laughs) So so those are our tips. Um, So that is just for anal. Also, you do not have to, okay? It's some of us, it's a preference. Some of us, it's not. You can or cannot shave the anal area if you want. Some people like to go through the forest to get to the cave, and then some people don't. So, I mean, that there's something for you. Now, in other terms of, what do you call it, uh, prep preparing, because at this point, we're still not penetrating. We're still not, you know, and the fact that we're still having gotten to the penetration lets you know, once again, have some grace for your motherfucking bottoms, okay? Um... Your diet also can play a part in how all of this works. Some people may be from areas of the world where, you know, high in starch, you know, foods, fatty foods, things that clog up. As we said in our last episode, like Cinco de Mayo, right? What nobody bought them in because we were eating beans and shit. And <laughs> like, so, the Taco most- Bell Grande. 
job or, or, or some head, but you wouldn't penetrate nothing because you're not about to embarrass me. Okay. So yeah, that, so those are things. So also your diet and your body does play a part. So you can do all the prep you need to, but also listen to your body. If they put something in you and you know, something's coming out, don't be afraid to tell them, uh, pull out. Okay. Don't now, be like that little bottom at the sex party. I was at a few weeks ago. It's think up the whole room. Did he really? Yeah, girl. Um, yeah, I felt, I felt, I, I felt bad for her until I didn't. <laughs> uh, another another etiquette these sex clubs dark rooms sex parties they are ruthless and savage you just heard one of the bottoms say i felt <laughs> i felt bad for her until i didn't he probably felt bad for two seconds somebody inserted something inside him and he was like who and who i don't know that bitch i mean i was you know. at that point i was too busy to feel bad exactly I, see i said i was a bad multitasker on what episode two what was this Where's the shot coming from? We're going to move on because <laughs> one of our audience members, thank you, actually also mentioned about fiber. John, do you want to take that one? Yeah, definitely try to eat a high fiber diet because, of course, that gets the things going. Drink a lot of water. If you need some extra help, there's these pills called Pure for Men, which are nothing but like high fiber pills. Pop a, mm -hmm. pop a few of those and make sure you drink a lot of water with those because they will dehydrate the fuck out of you if you do not. They really do. They so, really, really, uh, they really you know, do. If you take those, you know, drink, take the recommended amount and drink a lot of water. Okay. I will, but you will be going. I would also like to point out, what would you recommend for women who wanted to, you know, try and do anal who are listening? Um... My first recommendation is um, if it starts hurting too much, you have tell him to wash the thing, to wash his dick off, and you have another hole for that. Good job for you. Right. Also, the for you know it depends on some people can do just casually or whatever. However, I know um, not to stereotype, but a lot of women do say that you know for them anal especially it's also about connection, mm. and it's. Oh, you know, do you have a connection with that person? Do you feel something for that person? So if you're going to do it, like, let's say you're married and it's with your husband. Your husband's trianal. Make sure he knows the same way he eats the cooch, he needs to eat the ass. Okay? Make it, make your, make the body feel good. Because you can do all the prep you want to, but if physically and mentally your body won't accept it, it's going to hurt. Yeah. You can do all the prep you want. You can prep for motherfucking three weeks. And if you are not mentally secure and physically feeling safe and like, you know, I can do this. And if your partner isn't making you feel that way, your body will reject it. It'll be pain from the moment it happens. Yep. In terms of it happening, lube, okay? Lube is, uh, uh, it's a great help. Don't let them tell <laughs> you spit awesome. is enough. Do not let them tell you spit is enough. And never do, do lotion. Not, and, and hey, if you listened to last week's and you heard my virginity story, don't do no damn lotion. Mm -hmm. That shit, no. No lotion and, and no spit. Now, there, I, I have known some bottoms that can, can you know, they're really, like, horny and they're really feeling it. And, you know, somebody can slide up in there dry. It has happened. However, if you are doing this for their first time, do not let anybody slide up in there dry. Please don't. You will, you, oh, you'll feel something, okay? You, um, there are such concerns as anal fissures and tears and things yeah. of that nature. So please don't let, I don't care who the, who your partner is, don't let them slide up in you dry. And also your first time or, you know, as if you're trying this the first few times and someone uses lube and it still feels like it's dry, um, it might be the type of lube because different lubes work for different people. So, you know, there's silicone, water-based, um, gel-based, which please, no, not for me at least, but yeah. So, yeah, I, 
I do better with silicone and water-based. That, that has seemed to work for me. But, you know, also figure out, you know, once you've had your foreplay, once you've had your lube and stuff, figure out what position best works for you to first penetrate. Because you can be the greatest dick taker, dick taker in the world, anally, but a lot of people have to have a certain position for their bodies to get used to it. Some people missionary, some people doggy style, some people like to sit on it so they have control of how much they want. Like different, you know, different people like to use different positions to feel comfortable. And also, if if you the water is clear and y'all doing it and you successfully do it, and at the end there's a little something on there, don't let them embarrass you. Don't let them make you feel bad because, bitch, let's just be honest. It's an asshole. We know what comes out of there. So for anybody acting shocked at their big age of what happens, then don't let them hit again. Okay? okay. If they shame, let them be just hit again. So um, any other anal or sex party club tips or suggestions, you guys? Mm-mm, I'm all clear. Okay. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> okay. So, uh, we're going to talk about our main topic, which is relationships. Okay. So, we're going to be discussing relationships. First of all, just a little um, tidbit. Bitch, we are all single, so don't take what we say as the gospel. Okay. <laughs> Also, you know, vet out whoever you're you sucking and fucking and ducking. Or loving. Or loving. That's part of a relationship. Uh, <laughs> so we're our opinions and some of our, like, experiences and stuff. But that does not mean, like, this is the gospel law or whatever. So we're going to make John go first. Oh, fuck John, no. what? Why not? Girl, you know, I barely want to. <laughs> bottom fears. So tell me, what would be your ideal ideal relationships um i honestly do not have an answer to this question because i am not sure if relationships are for me i am Mm. still figuring that out so i Mm. don't i don't know i can't imagine what my ideal relationship would be but yeah yeah let's move Mm. on so kyle what is your ideal relationship (laughs) wow john wow i mean i do not have an answer you have an answer, you just don't have an answer you like. No, I don't have an answer at all. I really don't know if relationships are for me. I'm figuring that out in therapy right now. Um, Let me read redo that. You don't have an answer I like, because I'm going to find you a man. Oh, okay. Well, he's going to have his feelings hurt. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay, go, Kyle. <clears throat> okay, um, my name is Kyle, and... No, you didn't. <laughs> Leave me alone. I'm nervous okay. talking about I... this. Okay, I am what people call a submissive top, or let alone that's what I call myself. I don't mind, you know, my guy, whether he be a top or a bottom taking control. My ideal relationship is, you know, just being able to, you know, take care of him, you know, go out on dates, somebody who is trustworthy and can be easy to talk to not quick to be annoyed with me or want to start fights and shit um that's my ideal relationship somebody intelligent that i could learn from and you know trying to live a easy you know life okay i like that superficially my ideal relationship is rich really really fucking rich but on a personal level 
on a personal, I mean, not Tom Girardi rich. Like, I want it to be his money. Um, <laughs> victims, you know, yeah. I don't want anybody to die for my money. Uh, but no, on a deeper level. Sorry, can I can I say this? Uh, one of the audience members just said, come on, Big Papa. And I have to. Oh, about Kyle? Uh, we have to. We have about, to no, about your rich man. Oh. Come on, Kim. Come on, Kim Zosia. Oh. oh, no, he not rich. <laughs> Uh-uh, uh-uh, not uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Anyway, um, my God, I, first of all, I would have to go back because I was reading the comment and let me, before we do that deep relationship, I would like to say something. What Jonathan said about let's not have conversation, one of our audience members says, don't at the sex party or sex club try to get me to talk about work. Let me, let me say something. I don't know what jackass is at a sex party trying to talk about work. <laughs> like, I know networking is a thing. <laughs> But what the hell? Girl, this is this I, is the DC area. I know well, you know what? And that's what I hate about these bitches. You could be taking a shit at your own house <laughs> and they'll come in your house and be talking about something you do for work. What? Ma'am, get the fuck. Okay, yeah. I just saw that comment and I was just like, wait, 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 wait. So I agree. I agree. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. I'm sorry, that just took me out. Cause I actually had somebody before. We weren't at a sex party, it was just a hookup. I was at his house and we had made it clear that it was gonna be a hookup. Like we were we were just gonna, you know, fucking suck. And for some reason, I am in the middle of giving him head and this mouth is bomb. So I'm trying to figure out why he gonna ask me where you work. I was so turned off. Anyway, yeah. My ideal relationship on a non-superficial level, just somebody who one, I can be myself around, like without judgment, without criticism, without any of that, without, you know, I can show all of my faults. I can show everything that's wrong with me, but I can also show everything that's right with me. Um, Somebody I'm not scared to share anything. Like I literally can come home and be like, hey, dot, dot, dot is how I'm feeling, or this is what I'm thinking, or this, whatever. I would love, I love you know that's my ideal relationship also great sex make me feel comfortable as a bottom if i don't feel comfortable with you the sex will not be good so yeah uh and i think look at jonathan rolling because this sounds like a lot of work this sounds like a lot of work and a lot of emotions well i i'm not i to others i may be a lot of work but if you like no no not not you specifically i'm just talking about the whole relationship aspect of being with someone that's just a lot of work i mean a relationship is a lot of work like you gotta you gotta that's probably why i'm scared to get married again or even to like do a relationship again because when you get in a relationship you gotta you gotta reveal a lot you gotta break down a lot of walls and you uh, it's yeah it's a lot of compromise it's a lot of change and i'm also not too great with change so but yeah that's my ideal relationship but next i would like to say how how have you dealt Kyle, been in a relationship while having a close friend because we're like we're tight knit, right? Mm-hmm. We have a close friend circle, and we, you know, we tend to oh, shit. We've been together for like the past I don't know how many weeks. Not so, this past weekend. That was our first weekend not being together in like three or four weeks, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. How do you? Either one of y'all can ask. How would you say what is the best way of doing that? Like, because I don't like relationships where. <clears throat> Your friend get in a relationship and then you don't see them for like six months or you don't see them, you know what I mean, for seven months. And then when things are bad or when they break up or when their, you know, boyfriend or girlfriend or wife or husband, whatever's out of town or whatever, then they're like, let's, you know, let's hang out. How do you think is a healthy way of being in a relationship but also maintaining that, that circle? I believe that when it comes to being in a serious relationship and you also have close friends, 
you need to make time. You need to find a balance. Nobody likes feeling ignored. And if you decide to ignore your friends and then want to come around them after what, so many weeks, it, you can't be mad if they shut you down if you've been absent. Don't be absent. Always make time for the people that you love. One man should never change that. Come on, prophetess Kyle. Okay, you see me, huh? <laughs> <laughs> she prophesies more than Mary Cosby. Ooh. <laughs> I hope she is running them hoes ragged. But anyway, don't get me off subject. Jonathan, what do you think? Um, I agree with Kyle, but also on the side of the friends, there is a level of compromise and adjustment friends would have to make. If you, you know, if someone in the friend group Yes, it's a relationship. We are going to have to accept that there are just sometimes we won't see them and they are going to choose to spend time with their partner over us, especially in the beginning. Because, you know, that new phase, that butterfly phase, you still want to be uh-huh. with us. I remember that these feelings. I don't have them anymore. But that new phase, the butterfly <laughs> phase is where you're just like, I want to spend all my time with this person. You know, that is just a lot of feelings and emotions that I think we should give people the grace to explore and um, have their Fun, I guess that's considered fun. Have their fun in. I don't know. I get anxious. Hello. Ooh, I also have something else to mention. If you are in a relationship and you have close friends and your friends are around all the time or, you know, some of the time, you know, a different scenario than what Kenny mentioned. If you and your mate get into an argument, do not always run to your friends with them because they will always remember that while you forgive them. Mm-hmm. That is, like, that is do true. not set yourself up for failure. We will, we will still be in the background like, fuck that dude. You don't need him. And it yeah. depends. Like, if you just say something like, girl, he didn't clean up yesterday. So I asked him to do the laundry. He didn't do then you can vent to your friends. Because, bitch, I'm not going to be up here talking about breakup, nigga. He ain't, he ain't wash your drawers. Go, like, go break up with him. But, yeah, if it's something I big that you guys need to work to, like, work through, something like that, then how about, like, yeah, you might tell your friends we're going through something, I need y'all to be there for me, da-da-da, but how about not tell your friends every single thing, because if you if you go and tell your friend group, oh, you know, we were arguing and he beat me up last night, like, he beat me up, then your friends are gonna be pissed, but if you go and you're like, oh, yeah, I forgave him three weeks ago, and your friend's looking like, but y'all are still in the cast, like, no, bitch, we don't, we don't forgive okay. him, you know what I'm saying? I think it depends on things like that. Like, share certain stuff immediately with your friends. If you're just annoyed, oh, he made me mad. Like, he didn't take out the trash or some shit. But stuff like that, I think that's stuff you need to work on because as a friend, who wants to hear, he beat the shit out of me. And then, oh, the next, you know, when there's like some kind of game night, invite him. No. Yeah, I would, I would like yes. to, but I would, to piggyback on what you said, just to clarify something. If your man is being your ass and you, even if you feel like on the inside, you're going to forgive him, please still tell your friends because, um, that's serious like that. Correct. Don't, don't keep that from anybody. Like, no, right. Like, t- tell, you should tell somebody. Even just if wanna, it's just one. Just want to say that. Friend. Just want to say that. Just want to clarify, you know, but you know, yeah. just. Even if it's, even if, if something is, gets the, it, uh, not necessarily like, ab- well, not physical, any abuse, if it's that serious, and I mean, at least tell at least one friend, so at least somebody knows, you know, if you go missing, or you know what I'm saying, like if something's going on, then at least one friend can spring into action and be like, okay, guys, what's going on, this is what we need to do, type We of need stuff. to ride out, that's what we need to do. Right. Yeah, yeah. like, on the way, bitch, you know, offering group, we have multiple vehicles, bitch, we coming, <laughs> so... 
Um, so I would say my next one is your best relationship. I'll go first. I would say my best one would probably be my marriage. I think that was a pretty solid relationship. Obviously, you know, there were some issues because, you know, we didn't work out or things of that nature, but still, you know, very great friends, uh, very much have love for him. So I would say that was my best relationship in terms, like, of, out of the relationship. I haven't had many, but that was my best one, and it'll be hard to top that one. And for my worst one, it would be the one right before my marriage, uh, the relationship before I met the ex-husband. Um, it was very abusive uh, physically, verbally, mentally. It was very abusive, and, you know, I'm glad I made it out of that, but I hate that I had to do that shit. What about you, John? I don't have a best relationship. I've only been in like two like official relationships that weren't situationships. So looking back, neither of those relationships were good at all. So I'm not going to say either one of those were the best. Um, and worst was the last, the, my last like official relationship that I got out of. We had a moment of physical shit, um, which I don't like. Um, and But he was very emotionally and mentally abusive and manipulative and yeah that was definitely my worst one how about you kyle well first of all hold on i'm sorry kyle first of all friend i'm sorry you had to go through that yeah however i am i'm i'm glad you made it out on the other side thank you you're, you're determined to try to get me to cry <laughs> one day all right kyle, you can <laughs> um this audience John, I don't know if you guys ever seen Glee and Sousa Vexter was like, I had my tear ducts removed. That is <laughs> Jonathan. Like, I told that bitch one day, I was like, talking about my funeral. And he was like, you're going to open that casket and I'm going to be sitting there stone faced. And I was like, you wouldn't even cry at my funeral. But I would be but sad. Yeah. I would be sad. I would be sad. I know you would. But bitch, I want, I want you at my funeral. Throw yourself on the casket. Don't be at my funeral board. As I fuck. can do that. Throw <laughs> the casket. They take me, Lord, or something. I can do that. Lisa go escort him out of there. <laughs> we will. <laughs> okay, come on, Kyle. Worst, best and worst relationship. Okay, I don't have a, like John, I don't have a best and worst relationship. I had three good relationships. They both ended. Some they're doing, some my doing. It wasn't a mutual thing, so I can't count it as the best. Worst relationship was back in, like, 2012. And that was physical, just physical, you know, abuse. And just, it was crazy. And I uh. never want to go through that again. And that's why, in a sense, I'm so guarded to this day when it comes to guys. But still, I give people chances. So I don't know, like, mentally it's up in the air. Well, I'm sorry you had to deal with that as well. I think it's all having to be in the closet thing, to be very honest with you, how a lot of young people in our community just end up in the relationships around the wrong older people, around the wrong crowd in the beginning. Like, it takes, I feel like for our community, it takes work to suss out, like, good people, good friends, great relationships, um, just because you can't, you, you, well, I'll say back then, mostly, um, you know, how we grew up and people before us, you couldn't live as out and as loud and as proud as you could, as you can now, like your younger years, your teen years, and even 
you're like nine and ten years old, like you're told you don't you can't be gay or bisexual or trans whatever. You don't know what you want. Your body's not, you know, your body's not done developing and stuff like that or whatever. So you kinda just have to go in the closet and you end up searching, at least for for some of the people I've met, you end up searching for like acceptance and the first person that shows you some acceptance and you feel like oh, I can be as as femme, as gay, as flamboyant, as loud. Yeah, and like you're like you want it, even if if it's bad for you, you don't know it's bad for you at the time. So it, it does break my heart because it's so many like younger people who I knew that like went through that like abusive relationships, especially like um I hate to say predator, but there are predatory people in all walks of life. So I'm not just gonna put that on like gay people. There are predatory people in all walks of life. Um, I just hate that as like a young gay man. Like the first person that I really like, and that was an adult in this gay world or whatever, that I thought for us like did me just so horribly. Like you kind of have to grow up a little too fast once you get in like this in this gay sphere. Whatever, you kind of have to grow up a little too fast because unfortunately people take advantage in any way they can, whether that's sexually emotionally, financially, like people take advantage. Some people grow from that. And then unfortunately there are gays out here who are in their fifties and sixties who are still, as we like to call them, hobosexuals. They are fucking to live, to sleep on a couch. Oh, I used to be, I used so, to be friends with the Crystal Waters, you know, cause she's homeless. Crystal Waters. <laughs> cause she's homeless, you know. She's homeless? No, you know, she sings the song, she's homeless. Home, is that homeless song? Oh, bitch, she does, I'm about oh, to say, Jesus. oh my God. <laughs> 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 Oh, you messed me you up. You are not picking up today. You missed the big popper oh reference. You missed this one. You are just, where are you today? I think the wine is different. than first. Usually I drink my Ciroc. I think the wine is <laughs> it's just like, but my coochie feels good. That's all that matters. Um, <laughs> ask other men too. It feels good. Anyway, so. I'm going to leave that. I'm going to leave that where it is before, you know. Before our, we have to take this ask, episode down, ask, too. Ask one of our former presidents how it feels. So, um, anyway. Former president. Donald? Huh? Donald you Trump? You competing with Melania? Bitch, hold on one minute. I said, I said, oh, he was a president. <laughs> I forgot all about that man. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck <laughs> Donald Trump, okay? And no, not as in I fucked him, as in fuck him. No, no, not him. Let's you move get on. the Cheeto. Anyway. Kyle. They can't talk. <laughs> Kyle, our uh, friendship is hanging on my head. Anyway, so I have a question. Let's not all answer at once, but have you ever cheated? Yes. Whore. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, you will not do me in front of all these people. <laughs> Jonathan, have you ever cheated? Um, I would like you to go first because I think my my answer kind of ties into the next question. I have, <laughs> I have, um, but it was a long time ago. I was like 19, 20 years old before I before I got so deeply in love that I was committed to these men. Okay, well, I also have technically cheated. Um, yes, I have cheated. I, it was an see, it's weird because it was an open relationship. So we were allowed to sleep with other people, but we did have boundaries. So I slept with someone that I shouldn't have slept with. That was like outside of our agreed upon boundaries. So I guess that would be considered cheating. Ooh, was it a friend? 
It was a friend. That was one of our boundaries. No friends. And it was it was a friend. Okay. That's what I was about to ask. I was like, what was the boundary you broke? Okay. So, well, then that answers that question of, would Jonathan ever do a poly or an open relationship? And what cheating? Now, Kyle already know. He's made it clear that he do a poly, a relationship. What would your boundaries be, Kyle? With poly relationships, I believe in being in a triad or a pod. That's where you're with like three people or four and it's just you guys. I cannot do open relationships. I do not believe in I'm dating this guy and he decides to go and fuck somebody else. I don't believe that. I don't like that. And having a talk with somebody who was in, you know, open relationships with people while he, you know, had a distant relationship with a lover. I was like, you know, that does not sound promising to me. I don't know what you're going to bring back. Okay. Like, don't bring anything back to me is my biggest thing. They have so much shit going on in the world. Gonorrhea, syphilis, chlamydia, shit that's hard to get rid of. Don't bring that shit back to me. If it's just the three of us or the four of us, then I know, you know, it's just us. Hmm. Well, let me, let me ask you this. What if you're in your, let's say you're in your pod, right? Mm -hmm. You test positive for syphilis. Then what do you do? What you mean what I do? I check all the motherfuckers. Like, who gave me syphilis? Well, okay, no, I'm saying so. Okay, so four of you in a relationship, somebody gave you syphilis. But you, you, I mean, let's just say nobody fesses up. Then what do you do? Is the pod over with? Or somebody fesses up. Do you kick that person out? Is like a majority rules. Like two people forgive him and you don't, so he got to stay. Like, how does that, how would you, how would you, how would that Ooh, work? That's for you? interesting. I think surviving your relationship. Right. Okay. Like, that's what I'm saying. Those type of things to me are I'm I'm for, like I've done an open relationship, um, kind of poly ish thing, um, but you know there were no I I think the boundaries and the rules and things were very like uh, blurred and not just thought out or anything like that. So that's why I'm asking Kyle like if that's what you want. Let's say you're in a pod and that happens. What do you do when you say, "Oh, I have syphilis"? And one of you gave it to me because I know I didn't step outside of the three of you. Um, and let's say somebody says, oh, it was me. I made a mistake. And you're pissed and you're like, you got to go. And then the other two people in the relationship are like, well, we are about forgiveness and we want them to stay. What do you do? That's a hard ass fucking question. Um, with me, to better answer your first question, if they didn't fess up, then honestly, I will leave. I will feel like, you know, I can't trust you. You don't give a fuck about my well-being. You know, you give two tits to the wind about how I feel about anything. And you breaking, you know, the agreement that we made when we first got together. If they fess up, then I would have to consider. And that just... That shit still makes me feel uneasy because, you know, it's a betrayal of trust. You know, trust with me, I can give you that. But once you break it, I am I will always be skeptical of you. I don't care, like, what you do. I will always be looking at you like, you know, you going too long without, you know, answering the phone or something like that. Not saying I'm obsessive, but, you know, it's always going to be like a thought in the back of my head. Like, you know, what are you doing? Why are you not answering the phone? Uh-huh. And if you give a reason as to why, you know, you didn't get a chance to answer the phone, 
And to me, in my gut, I still feel like, you know, this shit don't make sense. Then I, I won't feel that it's worth it. What if they do fess up? Like, okay, I'm the one that gave everybody syphilis or whatever. I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. And you're like, fuck no, because you cheated. I don't trust you. But the other people in the, in the pod are saying, we forgive you. We want to be with you. Then what do you do? It would have, it would have to be a talk. It would have to be a talk because I will want to know, like, what made you step out? Mm-hmm. You knew it was an agreement that it was just like the three, the three of us or the four of us. What made you step out? Like, what, what was so glamorous to that about that other person to the point where you wanted to step out? Well, what made you cheat? I cheated because I was with somebody younger and it was just two of us. I was with somebody younger and he just was not getting there. What do you mean? He was not... He was DL. Oh, no, baby. He was <laughs> DL. Um, I couldn't celebrate, you know, wins or, you know, being in a true relationship with him, you know, out in the open. He always had his parents to consider, you know, his brother, his grandparents, and they were all like a close-knit family, so... It kind of got like tied down to you know me when I was very when I was just entering like into the gay scene and I was going out and experiencing things and you know I was just you know living my life punking in the best way. <laughs> so, um, well, first of all, all you had to say was DL, and I would be like, well, that's done. Yeah. Um, and I, but I would just like to say for the people who are DL or in the closet or haven't come out, I. I can't, I would never force somebody to come out. I would never out somebody. I would never do that. Now, could I be in a relationship with you in, at this point in my life in the closet? No. It's just not something I'm with. However, I would never shame anybody. Not unless they like, like they got somebody and then they're on the DL and they're fucking men, but they, you know what I mean? But I would never like to shame somebody who's in the closet because you never know where people live, what their family situation is, things like that. So I just want to make that clear. When Jonathan and I were like, "Yo, yeah, we meant in terms yeah. of we would never be with you. Yeah. Like, that you're not. No. Right. It's not. Now, if that is how you and your man or y'all deal, y'all live together and whatever, go for it. Fall in love. I hope you have the best life, but it just won't be happening in my life. Right. Like, I have DL friends. I have friends in the closet. Who are um who are well I won't say DL because I feel like DL and in a closet are actually two different um, things. They I have friends who are not out. They're in a, they're not out. Um, sweetest people ever. I love them. Some of them are family stuff like that. DL men for me are the men who are just the trash niggas who we know what DL men do. Um, okay, so Jonathan, if you're cheated on, how chances does that person get before you call it quits? Well, I, I did want to add something to the previous topic before we moved on. Oh, okay. <laughs> I wanted to say that I'm a little bit opposite of Kyle in the sense that I'm, while I'm open to a polyamorous relationship, I've never been in one, but I think in my mind, if I were to gain the feelings of wanting to be in a relationship, I would rather an open relationship over polyamorous. Okay. Because polyamorous, you are in a relationship with multiple people. Open relationships are typically, and Open relationships can be structured many different ways, but are typically you are with one person, but you are allowed to have sex with other people. The polyamory thing, it's just uh, man- the thought of managing more than one person's emotions. And by managing, I mean like 
you know, when you're in a relationship, you do have to be considerate of the other person's feelings, their time, their, um, you know, you, you, you want to grow and be with that person and, you know, love that person. You have to be considerate of them. I just, I cannot imagine doing that with, <laughs> can he stop laughing? I think it's truly disgusted by this <laughs> It's just too many niggas. I'm like, please, please. Like, uh, no, 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 I don't. So yeah, that's just, that's what I wanted to ask. But you, you're asking, you're, <laughs> you're asking me <laughs> how many chances would I give someone if they cheated on me? <laughs> I, come on. Well, that's the next question. So I would... I don't know. Cheating is not cheating is not necessarily a deal breaker for me. It depends on the circumstances, which I will not be um, saying on this podcast because I will not let you know no nigga try to use that against me in the future. But it depends on the circumstances. It is not necessarily a deal breaker. But like other than cheating, what other things you know? I, 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 mm, shit. Other than cheating, what other things would you? Uh, give people chances for before you call it quits? Hmm. I think for me, other than cheating, well, I'll actually add to that that I agree with you. Like, for me, I think at this point in my life, cheating's not a deal breaker, and I will also not be saying anything further on that because I don't want anybody who I hook up with to be like, let me listen to this to see <laughs> how many times I can, I can do before this nigga leaves and walks out on me. So, I, I, you know, it's not a deal breaker for me, but that don't mean, you know, you're going to be cheating on me every day. Uh, okay, we're not we're not gonna be singing how hard I'm gonna play you. you <laughs> okay. Other than cheating, I would say for me it would be respect. Like, if if we have to learn each other, like if we have like I'm not saying like arguments, but if we have like little tips because we're trying to learn each other, I don't think that's a reason to work, walk away either. I don't think that's a reason to to um, end a relationship or, or quit on each other or anything like that. If we're trying to build something, so that for me, I, I like get a chance like. If I have to learn, how responsible are you with money? How responsible are you? Or how, like, how do you listen? Do you actually listen to what I say? Or do you just go, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and in three weeks when I go, when's my birthday? And you're like, huh? You know, stuff like that. I'd be like, we need to work on this communication. Now, you only get so many chances before I'm like, you're just not trying to communicate on communication. You're just not trying to be more financially responsible or work on being financially. You know, like, stuff like that. You get chances before I'm like, okay, now it's time for you to get the fuck. So yeah, I think I I think two to three times, not for cheating, but I just meant like in those like kind of conversations that blow up. I think that's a good amount for 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 Kenneth. I think that's a good amount. What about you, Kyle? If the guy has cheated on me, and I don't have anything, <laughs> let's be clear, it would be twice. The first one I could step out. I mean, the first one he could step out and. I can attempt to understand his side, like what went wrong, what was going through your head and stuff like that. But if you do it again, then you don't give a fuck. I agree. And when it comes to other things that will cause me to, you know, give up a chance with a person and just call it quits. If you don't respect my time, if I need you to be there with me somewhere or to do something with me, and it's like really important. I'm not talking about like, you know, fucking moving the house or anything like that. I mean, like generally it's a big deal that you be there with me to stand by my side and you not there twice. Also, I don't need you wasting my time. I don't need you messing with my mental 
and then trying to come back and say, you know, oh, baby, I'm sorry. I ain't mean to do this. Something came up. No, I'm telling you up front that this is important. It's not like no bullshit. Be there. You put actual numbers. You a better man than me. I'm going to tell you that. Cause I, I don't put an, I didn't put a number only because I know like it depends on what day you catch me. That'll determine how many chances you get. Or I have a question. I have another question yes. actually. So once again, in the vein of honesty on this podcast, if, your partner cheated on you and you decided to stay with them, would you be tempted to get your lick back? Yes. Okay. Okay. I'd be tempted. I'd be tempted. Would I? I don't know, but I would be fucking tempted. I would be very tempted. I'm not even finna lie. That fucking spirit in me. (laughs) 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 Bitch. I'm gonna say, bitch, we finna play tic-tac-toe. What's up? I don't know, to be honest. I would think about it, but as far as the act of doing it, that I, I can truly say I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I can just um, tell you, like, with talking to Kenny on a regular basis, followers, you, when Kenny say you got to catch him on a specific date, he means that shit. When that motherfucker mm-hmm. is mad, oh, bitch, it's up. But if he's just <laughs> chilling and he actually got, like, the time to think about it, and he's not getting like real, you know, sad over it. He can be very like, what's the word, y'all? Very logical. Yes, he can be very logical and thinking like, you know, maybe this is something that you know we can work on. You know, give him another chance, talk to him, find out what's the like center of it. But when he mad, he don't give a fuck. He don't give a fuck. I really don't. Come on, Kyle, you better warn Kenny's future niggas. Okay, y'all sending news and shit, but he having a tally. Just letting y'all Hold know. On. Keep sending them. That helps me not be mad. That helps me be awesome. Yes, keep sending them to at jcoolfools on Twitter or at Don Do It Today on Instagram. Thank you. That is where so Kenny will receive I got his another news. question. That is not my Twitter. <laughs> Have y'all ever had a person just, you know, know he fucked up? But still try to cover that shit with sex while you trying to have an argument with him. I yes, and that is called being emotionally immature. Yes, I, I will also say yes. But um, the person that I was dating at the time, he was bad at sex, so it just made me matter. <laughs> so how did y'all get like? How did y'all bypass that while you know being angry and in that situation? Bypass what? Bad sex. No, not bad sex. How to uh, tell a motherfucker, no, we not finna have sex. We finna have this argument. You say no. Now, I was gonna say this, because I'm not on the, uh, you know, the cheater side or the one who fucked up. But if he fucked up and your ass allow him to put his mouth on your dick or his tongue in your ass and y'all fucking, then that's your problem. Like, that's your fault. Because what do you mean you're mad and you let him take you to bed? No, that's your fault. Like... <laughs> they be hitting them with, you know, you want some head? <laughs> and that's your fault because you're not mature enough to be like, no, nigga, you just hurt my feelings. We we about to we about to talk about this or argue about it or whatever. Yeah, if I'm mad at somebody, you just said it. If I'm mad, oh, bitch, no, I'm not. No, no, fuck exactly. you. That's what as, like. as, as much as I enjoy sex, it's, it's, a, it's even if I was with someone that was good at it. It would right. be it would be a no because I'm in my feelings. We you know kind of like we said earlier in the episode of last week, bottoming, especially bottoming. If you want like sex, sex, 
like, no, bottoming is mental. I'm pissed at you. You're not getting inside of me. Exactly. My body's going to reject all this entire situation, especially if we're doing it and I can see you. Like, if we're in doggy style, maybe. But if I can look at you and I know I'm pissed, uh, you might as well not even take your clothes off because it's not going to work. Gotcha. No. No. So in a relationship, what does what would a guy have to do to either one of you to make it up to you? Once he's once he's been like caught cheating, that is a multi layered question. I, like I say, it depends on situations. It depends on your feelings and your your headspace in that moment. So I can't give an accurate answer right now because for me, if you cheat on me, it's not like you can do this and then you're forgiven. So for me, I couldn't really give a whole answer it would be like a you it, it would be some time like you're not gonna be i'm not gonna wake up tomorrow morning okay he apologized he bought me some gifts and shit and you know we're good no it's yeah for me that's that's something that's gonna take a minute gosh john for me for most things i think the answer would be communication um you need to allow me to express my feelings feel what i'm feeling go through what i'm going through so I need some communication, especially when you fucked up, some understanding, some accountability and honesty. And I think with those, with that recipe, we can bake the perfect cake to get back together so you can get this cake. <laughs> Come on, pussy cake. <laughs> so my last thing before we move on from this is one pet peeve of mine, whether it's friends, siblings, whatever. I cannot stand this relationship and they have they lose all their intelligence. I have a fetish and a turn on for intelligent niggas, right? So please don't come to me and we get in a relationship like we're dating or you're trying to court me and you're so smart and then all of a sudden you're like, babe, what's this? Babe, what's that? Babe, can you explain that to me? Babe, I don't understand. Because I'm going to be annoyed. I'm going to be like, uh-uh. Please don't act dumb to generate a conversation. If you got to act dumb to generate a conversation, then we're not supposed to be together. I hate, and I've, and the only reason I say this is because I've seen it happen and list it happen to too many family and friends where they get with somebody and all of a sudden it's like they cannot function without this partner. Like I'm a, I, when I'm in a relationship, I consider myself to be very submissive, but I, but I never pretended to be dumb. You know what I mean? Like I never pretended like I can't function without you so that is something that really just grinds my gears if i know somebody in a in a like close way and i know how you are and then you get in a relationship and every time i'm around you and your man you're acting stupid we're gonna have a problem because i'm gonna say something i'm gonna be like why the fuck are you asking that nigga when i know you know so stuff like that that's just a little peeve of mine but um but that's pretty much it but i do have before we move on this topic i would just like to ask the audience one quick question let us know in the comments dms whatever if you would ever do an open or a poly relationship, and if you would, let me know if you actually already have and how it went. So that's our topic on relationships. John, want to move us into the next one? Yes, please let us know, you know, answer Kenny's question or answer any of the other questions we talked about. You know, we have a final position segment for a reason. So yeah, next we're going to move on to a pop culture segment. Um, us being a podcast full of, what's the word I want to use? Fags. I thought it would oh, be important to highlight something that's going on in the queer community. Fags. I'm not a fag. I, I um, consider myself to be a, um, a, a Democrat have you, sometimes. Have you heard your voice on this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> you gagged me. You gagged me. <laughs> you ain't no that. I have no comeback. I... <laughs> 
nothing I can say. Kyle, start talking now. Okay. Um, <laughs> listeners, a former bad boy um, representative from B5, Mr. Dustin Michael, has just came out as dating his film director, trans girlfriend, D. Smith, in the wake of Rashida Williams, uh, a.k.a. Coco Dolls, Coco the Dolls, murder. Um, he took to being publicly open with their relationship. She went online and congratulated, congratulated him on being a great human being and saying that he is such a brave man and that she loves him. Me personally, oh. I think that's wonderful. So, Celebrating trans love. So first of all, you know, the whole entire LGBTQ plus community is with that. But shout out to the trans community right now because the the way things have been going, um, like even as a gay man, we still we still have to acknowledge even among minorities, you still have to acknowledge there's still kind of like a hierarchy that society puts you in. And as a gay man, you still get put above the trans community. And they're still fighting. They're still allied with us. They're still marching beside us. So shout out to the trans community because it cannot be easy waking up every other day. The same way it can't be easy waking up every other day and, you know, there's another black person killed. It cannot be easy to wake up every other day and there's another trans person found beat or killed or mutilated and things are raped, you know. Or a law being drafted up to stop you from being the person that you are. Right, like that that shit can't, that shit has to hit, you know. So shout out to the trans community because there's real strength there, there's real community there. Um, and just let let you guys are behind you 1,000%. Keep doing you, keep being brave in a world that really just does not like you. Um, not the whole world, but, you know, the ignorant part of the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all for me. All right, and John, you want to talk about this Real Housewives of Atlanta? Yes, so I had a question for the audience. So, as you know, or may not know, Kenny and I are super housewife fans. Kenny is a housewife nympho. I am a housewife horror, and Kyle is also (laughs) getting into the housewife, so we call him a housewife virgin. So, with that being said, the Real Housewives of Atlanta is currently airing, and of course, we're watching it. Real Housewives of New Jersey is also airing. We, we'll see how we feel about that. Um, uh. But in the weeks coming forward, <laughs> especially when it comes to Atlanta, uh, do y'all want, would y'all like us to talk about it on the podcast? The issue that we're facing is that we record on Thursday night and the podcast does not come out until a Monday. So we would always be a week behind the current episode by the time right. you guys hear the podcast. If you would not like us to do it on the podcast, would you like us to maybe try to find sometime in our schedule to maybe do a 30-minute live or something on Instagram and talk about it. You know, let us know what you guys think about that. Or if you don't want us to talk about it at all, if you're like, we don't give a fuck, let us know that too. Um, <laughs> okay. That's, that is a valid um, response, apparently. Not we don't I'm going to ignore it. That's <laughs> a valid response. So that is all I wanted to ask. Um, is there anything else that we want to say before Kyle kills us out? Oh, I would just like to say, based off of my worst relationship with the DL guy, he is now open and out with his family. I tried to get this in earlier, but (laughs) it was a lot of laughter and playing going on. He is currently out and open, and we talk weekly. 
he's doing good. Oh, well, congratulate him. Come on out and proud queen. Uh, <laughs> uh, before we go, I would just like to say me personally, uh, when I think I speak for all three of us when I say just, first of all, to the live audience, people that are like actually tuned in, thank you because mm-hmm. you could anywhere else but you're here so appreciate that and to all of our listeners once again thank you i won't say where because it's a lot but we got some info back and we did not realize exactly how many people were listening to this podcast so yeah uh thank you to everybody who's listening to this podcast like people even outside of america which that is probably the part that just blows my motherfucking mind so thank you guys for listening to us thank you guys for putting up with our nastiness please know because we're gonna be real bitches Okay, like we're not gonna be fake. It will get nastier. Not on purpose. It's just our lives. We're 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 we are young gay men who live our lives. But we do but we do want to try to have a mature conversation on sex one day without laughing the whole time. Do we? I okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that of it is correct. We also, in addition to the laughs, in addition to the nastiness, in addition to literally sitting here telling people how to do anal, we also do appreciate you guys actually tuning in for the serious discussions with such as the trans issue, the Jonathan Majors issue, things of that nature. Um, so thank you guys for listening to us. Thank you for um, being there. And that's all I got to say. All right, Kyle, take us home. All right. All right, everyone. That's all the topics for today. Thank you for tuning in. You can find our podcast posts and links on IG and Twitter at positions pod or email us at let's talk positions podcast at gmail.com. Hit us up and let us know if you enjoyed the show or if you have some questions on our topics. Also, if you would like to leave us a review or rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, it will be greatly appreciated. My name is Kyle. Oh, I am Kenny, the best dick sucker you will ever meet. Lies, bitch, that's me. (laughs) And I am emotionally drained from sharing so much on this podcast. Bye, guys. We love you so much. Love you. you. Bye. Bye.